Your Saturday of football in round 15 starts here from the SCG where the Sydney Swans play host to the West Coast Eagles in the first of two Saturday games. Hello and welcome to AFL Nation for tyre power. Toyo Tyres, a match winner at 25% off. Still an hour and a half away from the opening bounce at the SCG. The Sydney Swans, who entered the round in 15th position, five wins, eight losses for the season, take on the West Coast Eagles who have just got the one win to their name way back at the start of the campaign. What will we see today from these two sides? Big ins for both teams, the, the likes of Heaney and Mills back in for the Swans, the likes of Barras and Duggan back in for the West Coast Eagles. How will that shore things up at the back for them? What kind of contest will we see? We'll find out in about 90 minutes. Jordan Canellos with you in the pregame show for Beaumont Tiles. Beaumont's Ardex and RLA Tyler Specials in store now. My co-commentator for the day is Sam Hargraves. Hello, Sammy. JK, pleasure to be here. Looking forward to this. Mid-2000s, there wasn't a better rivalry in footy at that point. It's a fairly long way removed from that at the moment, but there's still a fair bit on the line for Sydney, especially, because they're only two games out of the eight, even though they're in the 15th position. And they played a great grand final, didn't they? Oh, grand final was fantastic. Two. One of the great grand finals yeah. against each other. Low Probably scoring. Two, yeah. yeah, I but, know that. But very, I mean, it was... It was just great. Fantastic. Yeah. Hello, Mark McClure. Hello. How are you, boys? Good. What are you expecting from today? I hope you're better than the blokes I was working with before. Fair dinkum. No, it was nice of you all to kick the Jew off for us, I thought. Um, we appreciate it. Oh, it was interesting, though, some of that stuff we talk about, dra- drafts and bits and pieces. Mm. It's, mm. It's people. Some people don't like it because well, it's their team and it's their players and got a bit of feedback about that, too. Well, there's a reason why you had so much scope to, to, to really cast the net out and go a bit wider and to put some hypotheticals on the board because we're in the fourth week of this four-week pie process. How are you enjoying it? When did it become four weeks? This year. Why? Good question. Needs to be answered, will be answered. Apparently it's going to be reviewed, but it, it, it certainly is going to stay in at least a three-week sense from a, a Riley Beveridge reporting that today on AFL.com. It might not be four, but it's certainly going to be drawn out. Mm. What do you think of it, Sellers? I think you can get away with it in two if you really did it properly. You know, just two weeks of uh, of four games or something like that, or six games. Or what, how many players? Eight games, is it? Six, seven games? How many teams have we got? Eighteen? Yeah, nine, nine games. games two, games, two rounds of nine, that's fine. Mm. And then you're done. And, and I think you can do that through the middle of the year in June or somewhere in early July yeah. uh, and, and move on because at the moment it's dragging out too long. And, and, the, and the, the, the change of actual TV, what time's it on? 4.55, you know, mm. different, you know, that sort of uh, 4.35 in the afternoon. So there's a different uh, thing for the, for the people who watch and the, and the people who want to who do things in life other than watch football. We, we've still managed to have double-up games astoundingly yeah, in the first... Oh, again, these are, <laughs> these are questions that people paid a lot more than me uh, could answer. Mm. Uh, don't, but could. Yeah. Um, it, Kingy and Kane were talking about this during the week, that... Mm-hmm. Hearing about assist, I was really interested in him saying he's spoken to a fair few assistant coaches who obviously they're under-resourced at the moment and probably yeah. underpaid with the soft cap cuts. I know there's a bit more coming, but it's not going to be back to pre-COVID levels. They're not getting a break. I know. Because it's yeah. drawn out over so long that you don't actually you, – you, your week off is still planning for the next week. So why not take a full week break from football in the mid-year was the suggestion from Kingy and Kane. And people then ask, well, what do you do? Well, you guys have just been having a chat about mid-season draft, mid-season yeah. trade. Yeah, that could that. take up that week. You could highlight state footy. The under-18 state carnival could all be played be out in idea. that week. You could bring the EJ game back there. You know, you could play a state of origin for women's football before this. You know, there's a ton of things you can do to keep footy yeah. top of mind. But maybe the clean break for a week to give everyone a freshen up might not be a bad idea. Or imagine people today who are getting around. I know the positive of it. I'm sort of flipping yeah. around here. Getting around to their local footy again. Yeah, I understand mm. all of that. I understand all of that. But I don't think that the AFL worry about what local footy does in a sense. They do have a, a, a consequence in some ways. But the actual stress on the on the coaches and bits and pieces on the mm. players and, and injury uh, injury concerns, different things like that, you do need sometimes to have a four or five days off to just to clear mm. your mind for a while, you know? I mean, there's nothing wrong with going and have a couple of beers after the last game and just have a rest for a couple of days and just yeah. do that and then get back to work later in the week. So mm. if you've got four or five days, that's enough because they need them actually up and going for the next couple of weeks. That's how it works. And, and it's worked like that for a hell of a long time. Uh, there are machines, really. They train and train and train and train. And it's all about trying to get better. Uh, so do they want to break that pattern or do you want to keep it going? Mm. Do you want to have them give them a whole week off so they go to Bali and blow themselves up? 
Yeah. That's I'll, not what you want. No. I was thinking about this last night, actually, and what, what, what the solution for the bike would be. Either we go back to the split round like we used to have it, where you have one round played over two weekends, yep. and you have five games and four games, and that's your, your nine games for one round of football. Yeah, or you two have two weekends. That's it. Two weeks. That's yeah. all it needs to be. Or Three. you have... You have the one week off where the whole league just takes a, a week off and no one does anything for a weekend. And in that weekend, I know it's not the men's section, but in that weekend, eventually when the when the AFLW becomes yeah, yeah. a 17-round season, you could start the AFLW, their round one in, the, in that part of the year, and then have the leagues. I think in the future, the AFLW will have to run concurrently with the AFL men's season. You can't have one, you can't have them separated in either end of the calendar. Um, and have them eventually. There's still a CBA to be signed with the women's game, but have the women's season starting that weekend off, and then by the time your 17 rounds in the women's game is done, uh, their grand final will happen after the men's grand final. So it actually turns out to be quite a nice little sort of parlay one into the other. Why can't the women play the uh, the curtain raiser for the men's games? Yeah. I think that should happen. They, they, they start they started a little bit that last year. Seriously, I think it's a it's a really good thing because then you're, they did you're a few attracting them, at all. You know, yeah. In the one day, and they start off at eleven or ten thirty, eleven o'clock, and then they, they, the other bloke started too, or so whatever. Still trying to get the infrastructure right to have change rooms and, and things like that. They uh, can fix that up pretty quick. Yeah, you would hope so. Um, yeah. And there's a, probably a bit of a, a split view from within the. I know I won't speak on behalf of the AFLW fraternity, but there's probably a split view. Do you want clear air or do you want the the, the longer season and to be running? In conjunction, you know, so there's still a I've, bit to... I think, I, think the, I think the players want a proper season. more people come and watch them for the pre-match game than they do now. Yeah. So that's as a, you're actually gaining more, more, more heads and more eyes on, on, on their game, and I think that's important. Yeah, oh, it's, it's I, absolutely I important. That, yeah. um, early stages and, and as it builds. But I, 0433 I, I'd just love to get, as the footy fan, hmm. how are you feeling about... How have you enjoyed or have you enjoyed? What have you made of the, the, the drawn-out... Four week by period because the fans are the number one stakeholders in the game because they put they buy memberships they buy sure. tickets the other major stakeholder is the broadcasters obviously because they stump up the cash which most of it goes to paying the players and, and elsewhere and then your sponsors as well of course but the, I think the broadcasters are all sort of saying how they feel about it but I'd love to know how the fans feel. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side of this because we are about to head into the camps for the two teams we're about to see today, Sydney and West Coast, an assistant coach from either team coming up on the other side of this. Jared Schofield from the Eagles and Ben Matthews from Sydney. That's coming up next in the pregame show for Beaumont Tiles, Beaumont's Ardex and RLA Tyler Specials in store now. You're listening to AFL Nation for tyre power. Your match day favourites for tyre safety. Day favourites for tyre safety. Welcome back to AFL Nation for tyre power. Toyo Tyres, a match winner at 25% off. We are in the pre-game show for Beaumont Tiles. Sydney and the West Coast Eagles set to kick off or set to bounce down at 4.35pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. So still over an hour away from the opening bounce. Let's head into the camps now for these two teams and get an insight ahead of the clash. Uh, Jordan Canellis with you, Sam Hargraves with me, and Mark McClure, our expert. Our first that we'll chat to is Jared Schofield, assistant coach at the West Coast Eagles, who joins us on AFL Nation. Afternoon, Jared. How's things? Uh, not too bad. Thanks, thanks for having me on. The, uh, the, pro, the, the, the progress of the season so far obviously hasn't been ideal for you guys uh, with the results and, and plenty of injuries as well. So as a coaching staff, how have you guys uh, found the challenge of trying to keep the morale up through this point of the season? Um, to be honest, um, keeping the morale hasn't been the, the, the hard part. It's been obviously getting the, uh, the guys on the paddock to um, obviously be able to train at the level consistently to enable us to um, play, um, obviously, consistent football. So the morale of the group's been pretty good. The vibe, the energy, um, you know, has been uh, at, at a high point, you know, throughout the whole season and considering our win-loss um, ratio. So yeah, that's a credit in the character of the, of the playing group. Um, they're, they're fully driven, obviously, to keep improving. And, you know, look, we're, uh, we go into every game thinking we can win. Um, and we've shown glimpses, obviously, of our best footy. Um, but we just haven't been able to do it for long enough. And that's on the back of what I just said before about not being able to train has probably been the, the hardest thing with not having the numbers. Jared, with the number of injuries you have, which is, I've had a look today, there was 14, I think, and about five weeks back it was 18. So you're getting some back. Where are you picking the players from? Just out of the Western Australian League? No, well, obviously, I've, I've, we're using every player on our list at the moment besides yeah. our Category B players. Um, so 
we're using our SSP rookies, you know, we're using everyone possible and available on the list. But I suppose for training purposes, it's, yeah, as I was saying, it's sometimes we've got 23 players to train. So yeah. when you want to do match play, you can't do that because you haven't got that N on 18. So you're sort of limited on what you can do. Yeah. Um, so we've just been trying to work hard on the fundamentals of the game and hopefully that then flows into how we play and obviously execute our system. So, yeah, it's been challenging. Uh, the coaches are getting out there and training too. So uh, it's challenging for the coaches as well. Is it? Is it difficult to keep their heads up? I mean, seriously, I know I've been in times when there's when you, when you're a lot of injuries and it's it's down. And it makes it hard for you, but keeping their head up and keeping them, you know, having some fun and enjoying themselves is most important. Yeah, definitely. We've uh, made the environment, um, you know, a place where they feel safe. We can be honest with each other, uh, but at the same time, yeah, look, we're there to work. But at the same time, we've got to make it an enjoyable environment because no one likes losing. Um, some guys' form will, has fluctuated throughout the season, but you know we've got to take the positive. We've been able to um, unearth some young fellas um, through the draft last year, and they've been able to get exposure to AFL football. And that's what we see. The silver lining is that we're actually exposing players that are probably ahead of their time. You know, where they're maybe one year away from really probably playing AFL football, but they've been given the opportunity now. And you know, as you said, we're starting to get some players back, and you know we want to see um, those young fellas playing with our senior players. Jared, celebrating the wins and you talk about finding the positives where you can and you got one last week with Ryan Marrick who kicked the goal with his first kick, kicked a couple on debut, the mid-season uh, draftee. It was a great story and clearly the, the, the team getting around him in the manner that they did. So there's, there's a lot, there's, there are positives to be had and little wins along the way. But Ruben Jinby, there's a lot to like about that. Just watching this bloke move alone should have everyone at the club and fans going, we've really got a player here. Yeah, you're definitely right. You know, as you said, the, the, two, the two young fellas that you just mentioned now, you know, especially Ryan, you know, what a whirlwind of probably the last three or four weeks um, for him. And, yeah, to see the excitement and the enjoyment for him um, to kick his first goal with his, obviously, family in the crowd and, you know, kick a couple. Look, he's, he's going to be a talent for the future. And, yeah, look, we've probably got eight or nine players playing today that are a real core group of players, young fellas, that are going to take us further over the, over the coming years. And we're excited about that. Um, they've got a great um, work ethic, which is what we love about those uh, young men. And uh, they're fully driven to get us, um, our first, obviously, our second win for the, the season today. Has Ryan Marich been able to come back down to earth? Because he's <laughs> within about 10 days, he'd made his waffle debut and then his AFL debut and it scored a goal. Um, and uh, it looks like he's going to be a, sort of a piece of the puzzle maybe for you guys for the rest of the season. Yeah, definitely. And then obviously with um, with Jake Waterman being out of the side, it goes out of the side. Um, yeah, look, he had you know, been given the opportunity. So, yeah, we've got to allow him to um, play to his best version. And yeah, he's going to make some mistakes along the way. We want him to play with freedom. Um, he's still learning our system and how we move the ball. And our players in and around him are obviously still working on how, where he leads and what his strengths are. So, yeah, we don't want to put too much pressure on the young man, but he's, uh, you know, he's an exciting young talent and um, you know, shows he's got a beautiful kick on him. And uh, hopefully uh, that comes into play today and kicks a few goals for us. Um, what do you think about Sydney? What do you think they're at? Yeah, they're it's interesting. They're obviously their best footies. Um, you know, can, can match it with the best. Um, I think their record, you know, SCG probably hasn't been as strong as what mm. it has been over previous years. I think they've lost their last four here or along those ways. But um, yeah, look, they they haven't probably they've been a little bit inconsistent um, without going into too much detail. But they're still a quality side, and um, we come here preparing to um, play Sydney at their best. And uh, when they're at their best, their contests work. Obviously, is um, strong, but they're they're half backs. The way they're able to energise and sort of rebound off half back is um, is one of their strengths as well. Jared, it's we know that how tough the season has been, and for fans when they're coming along with you on that journey, you know, you as a strategy coach, even when you're getting some of your best players back, you know, Elliot Yo had to spend time on Tex Walker last week when he caught mm. fire because you, mm. you're undermanned in the way that you are. So, a message for the fans who might be listening. Um, in terms of strategy and identity, what, what is the strategic identity of West Coast? What, what do you guys believe in this tough year that, you, that you're standing for and, and the fans can expect from you? Oh, we, we want to give maximum effort, and that's in the contest. Um, and obviously every, every probably team goes into it, and you, you look at the, the KPIs, and if you're not winning a contested footy, even the ground ball numbers, you know, pre and post clearance, um, yeah, you struggle. So we, we, our identity is, you know, we want a contest about, you know, that's our heartbeat of our, the way we want to play. And when we've done that against the good sides or every side this year, um, we've been riding games, you know, as we saw a few weeks ago against Collingwood. You know, we we're nearly within one kick. So our identity is our contest. And when we're on in that space, um, we're exciting. But we understand we've got some young fellas and we've had some senior blokes out without making any excuses for it, but we've got to be able to sustain it for longer. And for our, for our fans that 
have been on the ride and that obviously are going to continue to be with us. Um, you'll see that as we move forward is um, not the old West Coast way of so maybe possessing the footy will be more about, you know, the contest and where we, where we win that battle. The best part about that is you're putting some kids in and you're going to have a good look at them and mm. see what that comes out in the next what, four or five weeks is more the point. And, and, and exactly. what can you find now that you can tell us about yeah, some of these it, kids? Well, you're exactly right. You know, you've, we've already mentioned Ruben Jimby. Elijah Hewitt comes back into the side. You know, um, he's a real powerful young man. Yeah, mm. you got obviously uh, you got concussed in the Collingwood game, but what we saw in the sort of first half of that first quarter from him was exciting. He's very explosive. We'll see him in around the footy at centre bounces and forward. Um, so Elijah Hewitt, Noah Long is a you know talented sort of half forward yep. you know, out the ground. Lukey Edwards, um, you know, there's probably had a sort of troublesome sort of probably 18 months with injury and illness. Um, he's been able to get a good run at it now, and he's. You know, very smart, you know, sees the game really well, can play half forward and on, on a wing. So we've got some exciting talent. And then Bailey Williams, you know, he starts it with us mm. in the ruck. You know, he's come along in, um, in, in, a, in a great way this year in the absence of Nick. And uh, we've been really proud with his efforts. So it's exciting from those fellas in around the football. Uh, Jared, it's been a pleasure having you on AFL Nation. Good luck for the, for the match today. Hopefully it all goes well for your boys. Thanks, Alan. Cheers. Jared Schofield from the West Coast Eagles, their their strategy and stoppages assistant coach working under Adam Simpson. From the Eagles straight over to the Swans, and we've got Ben Matthews from their coaching team who joins us now on the pregame show for Beaumont Tiles. Ben, good afternoon. How are you? Yeah, well, gentlemen, how are you guys? Good, thank you. How are you guys uh, feeling and preparing ahead of uh, this match today against the Eagles? Oh, look, we we hope we've prepared well. I mean, we, we say that most weeks. We think we've prepared well. We've trained. Trained well, and um, you know, there's a reason why. Is he in under the stands or something? Yep, in that's the bowels of the stadium. Well, that's okay. We'll try him again. Uh, just to, to go back over Sounds like he went down with that, that thing, that submarine, didn't it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it might, be, might be a little early. I <laughs> know, oh, but it's sort of like that. You know, <laughs> out of the water. Um, just Terrible. To, just to go back over Jared Schofield, though, it's, at least it's a positive with the West Coast Eagles that they are keeping spirits high. It sounds, I mean, he didn't, at this point in the season, with one win to your name, you'd sound pretty down in the dumps. You'd be forgiven for being down in the dumps. But at least the spirits are still high there from yeah. what we're seeing on the outside. And yeah. the, the silver lining is they do have a lot of good kids that they've, uh, that they've been able uh, to bring in. Let me tell you, Sydney aren't going that well either. You know, they're mm. in 15th spot in the ladder. Uh, he's come back. Okay. Sorry, boys. Yeah. My apologies. Too close to the stands. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Yeah. What are you guys looking at with uh, with West Coast today in your uh, in your head to head? Oh, look. You know, they've they've brought a couple of players back, and and um, still around the midfield, they're they're more than serviceable. You know, Shuey, Yo, these types, Sheed are, are very very good Premiership players. Um, so we need to control the the battle in the midfield and. And up forward, they've got some strength. I mean, Alan's a bloody good player. He's mm. a contested marking um, player. Darling, at his very best, is a very, very good player as well. So um, we're planning for their best. So, I mean, they haven't been that far off. If, if you look at their um, a couple of weeks ago against Collingwood and, and the week before that against Essendon, they were right in those games. Um, pretty even inside 50s in both those games. So um, we're preparing for their best. And, and they'll be you know, pretty spirited coming off the bye with plenty of energy. You blokes have had a bit of a tough run as well lately. So what do you put that down to? Yeah, mate, we, we have, mate. We have. We've, um, we've battled with a, a bit of consistency with uh, personnel um, yeah. and we've battled in and around the contest for the season. Most of our games have, have swung on contest and, mm. and that goes for, you know, 10-minute periods in games where uh, we'll be in control and, and generally that correlates with uh, being in control in the contest and then we'll have... 10 or 15 minutes or a quarter where we're, we're you know, not at, not at the standard. So um, that's our challenge is to remain at the standard, at least competing in that and, and, and you know, drawing even in that um, that stat for, for longer. And, and that's what we've been focusing on. We feel like we've had a good week. Yeah. We feel like we've trained well. Um, we, haven't, we haven't given up standards in that regard, but um, we've got to get it done. Are you missing Buddy? Yeah, look, I mean, we've been forced to play, but probably over the first half of the season, a little more than we would have liked, given our personnel challenges. Sure. We had no other tools, and Bud did a terrific job, but at 36 years of age, we would have liked to play him two or three in a row and then give him a restful one. We didn't have that luxury. So, we, yeah, when we miss him for, or we don't have him for multiple weeks, that's certainly a detriment to our side. He still competes. He still takes the best... 
opposition key defender, um, and he clearly draws the ball, and, and, and he just finds a way to do something, bud. He, he's, you know, that's no disrespect. He, he's 36, but he's been a champion, and uh, he can't do what he once did, yep. but he still draws the ball and finds a, finds a way to kick one or two goals, which... Um, he's a benefit to our side and makes the others walk taller around him. He's a good test for Amadi and uh, McDonald as well. When he's mm. not there, what, how they stand up? Yeah, and that, and and that's what we um, that's what we want to see, and we want to draw out of those young guys. Of ultimately, hopefully, one day it's their forward line, and and they control things and and get Paps and Heaney and these guys, you know, working around them. So uh, Logue's first game back in in six or seven weeks. Um, Joel's played. Sort of one a sub and one full game, so um, we hope they're ready to you know take the take a game sort of by the scruff of the neck. Yeah, has it been? Has their development and and you can sort of bundle in Hayden McLean with that as well. Has their progression this season and the development of the younger boys there? Has it been satisfactory so far? I mean, they've they've, they've been um, you know I suppose their, their development's been stunted a little bit through injury. Both of them have missed extended periods. Joel missed nine weeks. Logan missed seven weeks. So. That, that has certainly um, stunted some of their development. You need consistency as a young player, and that can be playing seconds as well. Um, you can still grow and improve playing seconds, and then uh, hopefully you get your chance in the seniors and come through. We just need to keep them fit, keep them healthy, and, and, and hopefully keep improving their football. Um, you know, so... That's our that's our biggest focus to keep them keep them on the park. There's a lot of negatives around in football, but you've got some stars in your side, Heaney and Papley and those sorts of guys who are in Goulding. Uh, you've got Rampy down there and Blakey. Those sorts of guys. You should be winning this game in, against. Uh, yeah, we Coast. should be. That's the way it we should, should be, going. be Mark. No, yeah. no doubt about that. I mean, and 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 to be really honest with you, we've we've had enough uh, personnel in in most games to win most games. So, yeah, sure. Um, that's that's you know that's that's our challenge right now is to compete in the contest for longer and, and, and take our moments, you know. There's... Oh, oh. Back at, well, there's a big shadow acro- coming across the ground. Shadow? What is it, a cloud? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it was just the sun being in its position uh, in the sky. And I, and we might have just lost Ben again, but it was good enough to good enough to give him time. He's, he was good. My was grandmother, good. I liked it. My grandmother used to know, she used to live in, when she was alive, before she went back to Bendigo, used to know his parents very well. Mm. Uh, Coral Rutherglen, I think, members of the same mm. golf club. And she used to always talk about Ben when he played. She used to watch every game. When she rang him, he played. Did his pl- phone play up a bit? Yeah, couldn't get onto him uh, ever. <laughs> the phone was always cutting out. I've got some texts uh, that have come through in regards to the four-week buy Yeah. Uh, scenario or system sure. that we've employed this year, nobody on board. Not one text saying that they're that they're loving the that stretched out over the four weeks. Uh, Gary says regarding the buy, I think we as spectators want to see games every week, but the game itself is saying it doesn't like the buy by showing that everyone has come off a buy has lost. So maybe a two week buy will suffice. Uh, too much talk from media about having a week off. Yeah, you guys will get a week off, maybe deserve, but the average supporter doesn't need a week off. Footy is entertainment and fun for us. Uh, we don't necessarily want a week off. Oh, we love doing we this. We work every week. Um, I'd be bored if I had yeah, a week off. It, it, it's, it's just not working. I just don't think it works. It's, it's horrible. I think most footy fans would be happy with one week off football, but it just drags on too long with four weeks off buys. But the AFL don't listen to fans anyway, says Billy. Uh, the four-round buy is rubbish. The four-week period uh, buy period is crap. Uh, and that's how it all rolls on. It's actually interesting. How many blokes in the AFL have played? How many so, blokes who work in the AFL have played footy at, at, at that level? Oh, from the, from the AFL? Yeah, accredited like the media. There's no, more no, accredited talk, media. No, 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 not no, the accredited oh, media. I'm talking about the people who work in the ah, AFL who the, make these decisions the decision about Decision makers, these the executives. So how many have, how many have played? Uh, They've well, played probably local the executive, league, I, but I'm I talking about none, at AFL. It's a little harder than some of the other other leagues that you play in, mm. and you do need a rest. And you did add an extra round this year. Absolutely, yep. add one more. There's nine games to go now from now on. Mm. Yep. Still nine rounds. It's huge. So yep. to cut it back, I think the two would be great. Just one after the other. That's it. Yep. Finished. You get a week off each. Away you go. Yep. No. That's the old split round. Yeah. Like uh, we used to have up until about 10, but if 15 years ago. about they're not watching footy, you can go and watch someone else. If you don't like, if you don't like, if there's no footy on. There's a local game around the corner, isn't there? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's grassroots. It's the lifeblood of, of the game. Um, just on West Coast. Yeah. Well, actually, I'll ask you about Sydney first. All the talk during the year was because over the stretch in the modern era, when any team's been pumped in a grand final, yeah, they're the only ones after being pumped in 2014 that have come back and made finals the year after. They were top four. The year after, after Hawthorne yeah. touched them up. Yeah. So all the talk was going to be, how did they respond? How big an impact do you think that would have had on this group? Or is it really just, no, this is just an injury-ravaged injury uh, side? 
No, I think there's an injury average, but there's also a lot of young kids in there when you have a look around. Yep. You know, I mean, Goulding's still young. Uh, Hayes young. You've got, uh, you know, Ollie Florence not very old. They've got, uh, you know, uh, Amadi's young. McLean's young. They've got a bunch of kids mm. running around trying to trying to play against a, a, a positive uh, uh, West Coast side or most sides who have got who have got power on every line. You know what I mean? And they just don't have that at the moment, and that's why mm. Buddy Buddy's a big thing because he actually becomes a focal point. Mm. You can trust him to bring the ball to ground. He doesn't get outmarked, and that's why that's why that uh, Papley gets a lot of goals, and that's why Heaney gets them, and all those sorts of blokes. So. He's a big loss for them. Still but McLean's got to stand up on this. Yeah. McLean's got to stand up like this, and so does Amadi. And this is their chance to show. Mm. Uh, and that's why I wanted to ask him about it, because uh, what's the future of this footy club? That's them. Because yeah. mm. if Buddy was playing and Baras comes back in, there's no there's no debate about where no. Baras goes. Baras yeah. goes to Buddy. Buddy, yeah, exactly. That's, he still takes the very best defender. Last text, Jordan. Uh, someone channeling a bit of sync here. No footy on Saturday at the MCG. Are you serious? Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, would you want to play the Swans and West Coast at the at the, at the MCG? I wouldn't have thought think. so. No, <laughs> just, re- just reading. He'd have to close the gates to keep them in. <laughs> <laughs> AFL Nation, Signet is powering Jeez. the call team. Power every moment with the Signet Power Bank. We'll continue this discussion on the other side of this. AFL Nation for tyre power. Toyo tyres a match winner at twenty five percent off. You're listening to AFL Nation for Tyre Power, your matchday favourites for tyre safety. AFL Nation for Tyre Power, Toyo Tyres, a match winner at 25% off. Jordan Canellis, Sam Hargraves and Mark McClure with you ahead of Sydney and the West Coast Eagles, which is still about an hour away from uh, the opening bounce. So we've got plenty of time to recap what's happened so far in the round of football, including last night's match at Marvel Stadium with St Kilda and the Brisbane Lions. A 28-point win for Brisbane. It was 8-8-56 St Kilda to 12-12-84 Brisbane. St Kilda just the two goals to half time, and then the eight, as I said, to the end of the match. Um, the Lions back on the winner's list after um, a loss, or after a win last week against Sydney and, uh, and a loss the week prior to Hawthorne. So they've got two in a row now. But St Kilda... Sellers, what's happening with St Kilda? Because um, you and I just briefly talking during the break there and... The way St Kilda moved the ball just didn't really excite, did it? No, it was boring, actually, in a sense. Uh, they went wide and uh, they chipped around and that, their first thought was to go for an easy kick. Sometimes you've got to test yourself and pe- test the opposition and push it down through the middle of the ground. No, no, they don't do that. Mm. They go around the outside. And, and I think that the defensive side of... I uh, know oh Ross is a defensive sort of, co- sort of coach. Is, is overtaking some of the players as well and trying to control the ball, control the ball, control the ball. And then their last kick in was terrible. You know, towards yeah. King. I mean, it can't go any good unless you, uh, unless you get him some sort of feed in, into the forward line. Uh, I think that uh, the, the the Joe Danaher and uh, and and um, Hipwood that 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 for, that format in the front half is difficult to play against. They're tall. Mm. They got, they both move pretty well, and then they got great small forwards, and that makes a huge difference. And they move the ball with haste through yeah. the through the middle of the ground. That's what won the game for them. Uh, and and they con- completely controlled the game from from probably probably about our first quarter they were they were uh, just out of the out of the way and then all of a sudden they just took over and started to, to build them up a bit so I thought that to me was a, a pretty good um, a pretty good uh, wake up for for finals coming up soon because we'll find out about about uh, St Kilda where um, uh, yeah. where they're at playing against the big boys yeah D- Dwayne Russell said last night in the call that you could have roped off the centre square because they weren't using it yeah um, no they weren't and they and they won all the clearances too. That's the big deal. They won all the clearances and got into the forward line quick as they could. The um, Sam Landsberger wrote today that in the first eight rounds, uh, the Saints ranked sixth for time in the forward half differential. Uh, from rounds nine to 14, they've slipped to 13th. The there other issue go. for them is, and I know they've got players out memory and we've gone through the injuries that they have, but they're, they're ranked eighth in the comp for inside 50. So they get their fair share, but they're 17th for inside 50 efficiency. So the ability to finish off the work is... Interesting because if they they're, they're how were they ranked for for inside fifty eighth yeah but where do you put that eight eighth part where is it is it the boundary is it to the side is Great it point. Just short yeah. is yep. it not in inside kicking distance is it all those little things or do you k- kick it to a point and do they ha- do they actually make enough space for their for their blokes to work in that's the point the biggest point about playing up forward is you must have space to move in and mm. and, and areas where you can run to and and you must have if you're playing there. 
You've got to move to take your mm. man away. And, and that you're still playing a part in this goal. It doesn't matter what you do, you've, t- you've played your part to get your bloke out of the way so he takes an easy mark, runs out in the space. Or, so, and I didn't see enough of that from, from, uh, from St Kilda. It was just average, short, chippy passes, uh, flicky handballs over the head, all that sort of stuff. It was just, I thought they were just overrun and overwhelmed by a better team. Or do those, do those, eight inside, uh, do those inside 50s, which has them ranked eighth in the league, yeah. even reach a teammate? Which last night? Disappoint. Last night it it didn't. No, Harris Andrews had a, no. one of the one of the great nights of uh, of taking marks in defensive fifty because they were just bombing it over the head of the forwards. Well, they they chipped and chipped and chipped until they had to kick long, and then they kicked it long to straight to Andrews because because yeah. he's on uh, he's on their full forward, which is King, which is easy place to hit to. And they think that he's young. He's still young, and he's still working away trying to be yeah. a better player. But Harris Andrews is a star. Yeah. I mean, he's six foot six, six foot seven almost, yeah. and marks everything, and he's a he's a beauty. And a lot of times they gave Payne first crack and Absolutely. let Harris just come across the top. And yeah. so Ross says it's a conspiracy that the Saints are playing a boring brand of footy. It's a conspiracy. Yeah, that's that was his. Well, words. Time to have a look at it himself, will you? <laughs> so <laughs> he's rubbish. The comparisons between his current side and the Saints uh, of that he coached in uh, the, the Saints of the past few seasons. He said, "I don't know if this is appropriate. Sometimes people look for conspiracy where there's just stupidity, or in this case, poor form." Well, maybe both. He goes, "I don't think you can compare it." But a couple of years ago, the Saints admitted that they played boring footy. Yeah, but that's a but that's a but that's a, a nothing statement in a sense. A conspiracy thing. It's just mm. ridiculous. It's how you actually move the ball. And they didn't move it well. Which is surprising because they got guys like Wanganine Miller, Brad yeah. Hill, uh, Jack Sinclair, who yeah. are line breakers and yeah. really good ball users. I understand all that, but they didn't get a lot of it. They just didn't. They, mm. they just pick off the one that they can hit. That's sometimes not the one you should be hitting it to. Does it worry you that yeah. when you look at a side like Brisbane, who are top three in the comp for scoring, yep. Yep. Uh, top three in the comp for marks inside 50, so mm. they move the ball quickly, yeah. they get it inside 50, yeah. they, they score heavily and they mark well inside 50. Yeah. Is this the issue for the Saints if, if they're, it looks totally. like they will be to make finals, they're six at the moment, is this what's going to bring them undone? Totally. Absolutely. Last night was a perfect example of what you probably shouldn't do. Mm. And they don't take, they don't take that risk. That risky, really risky kick. Mm. Uh, you know, if you're going to kick one and you're kicking to to, to to Harris Andrews, I'd be kicking it along the ground. There you go. See how you go with that one. And, and chaos footy. Yeah, exactly. Richmond won try a something. 2017 premiership. Correct. Doing it to have a go at that. I mean, this guy. As soon as you put it in the air, he just plucks it. What, what about Brisbane? What does it say about them? Um, they did what they needed to do to beat Sydney. They didn't do what they mm. needed to do to beat Hawthorne. And full credit to the Hawks for that at the G the week before. Um, but with Rich and Gunston either standing down or being stood down or mutually, you know, mm. conscious uncoupling, I think Gwyneth Paltrow mm. called it, and Chris Martin, um, it's meant that it's on Hipwood, Hipwood and Danaher, um, mm. and Hipwood kicked four last night, and Danaher spending time in the ruck as well, and Rayner was a threat in the air. Yep. How did it look to you, Brisbane? I think they look fantastic. I like the way they came from behind and, and, and took over the game and, and, and controlled it. From the moment, from after second quarter, and halfway through the second quarter, they had controlled the whole game, and they moved it well. Uh, and you could see the lines that they 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 made space. The people ran away from here, so Hipwood could go there, and, and they took they took mark after mark inside fifty. Yeah. The, the, so the, the the traveling to Melbourne stuff's interesting. They've got a great record at Marvel. They no play it good fast. At the MCG. And apparently, no, so Chris <laughs> Fagan in the presser last night points to the fact that the Denver Nuggets just won the NBA championship, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they'd had a terrible record away. Yeah. But they still won the title. Yeah. Do, do you buy into the the fears around? I mean, they won a final at the G last year against Melbourne. Yeah. Do you think when it matters that they will make it matter, or is it a worry for you? Not a worry for me at all. I'm not part of it, but I just see that they're. <laughs> I'm not part of their team. If you were a Brisbane fan. Well, I did start the Brisbane Bears when they first started. I was up there with Peter Knight. So it's, uh, I was when they well, first started in 87. So to me, it's been a long haul and they've yeah. been pretty good. And they and they, they won a few with uh, with Lee Matthews there. Mm. And I think they're ready to go again. I yeah. think they're good enough to finish off in the, in the last day in September. Uh, whether they win it or not, they can get there because I think they're one of the, the really good teams. They get it together and play properly and play in the right manner. And I love the way that they uh, they didn't rest those blokes. I reckon they dropped them, to tell you the truth. They came to us and said, well, I'm not, not fit enough, I'm not this. Who says that? Who's ever said that? I've never heard anyone say that. And I, and Simon Prestigio Como. 
Yeah, probably he did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's too honest. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so sorry. I'm no, that'd be you're I'm right. Smart but you are right. Yeah. No, but you're right there. Yeah. But anyway, but that, they would drop Rich and uh, and I think it was who was the Gunston. other one? Gunston. Oh, Gunston, yeah. Uh, and, and that shows that anyone can be dropped in our footy club. Yeah. Gunston's been a star, Premiership player. Rich has been sensational down mm. back. He's probably lost a yard or two. Okay, so what? Fix yourself up and mm. get back in the game. So here's your two weeks. Go two or three weeks, and we'll we'll see how you go in those times. And then if you're not up, you're finished. And that's how it's going to work because that's you've got to be ruthless at this time. Otherwise, you end up with blokes hanging around who can't play, who can't run, can't finish the game, can't do the job. AFL Nation for tyre power. Our major partner is the TAC. Police reply quickly to texting drivers. TAC. Uh, some news for the game. We're about to call Sydney and West Coast. A late change. For the Swans, oh, don't, Will, where's Kingy? Will, oh yeah, <laughs> not not the true starting twenty-two that was named. Uh, Will Hayward is out for the Swans, and Ryan Clark from the emergencies comes into Why? the into the twenty-two. Robbie Fox is the sub for the Swans, and Campbell Chesser is the sub for the Eagles. So there we go. Does it say why that Will Haywood is a late out? It does not. I don't believe. No. No reason why. No reason given. Oh. Ooh. Clearly, they weren't listening to crunch time. Mm. When Kingy teed off. It was that was great listening. Might be a bit of a spray on Monday means <laughs> test from Kingy towards the Swans. We'll take a break. Uh, AFL Nation will continue on next. You're listening to AFL Nation for tyre power. Your match day favourites for tyre safety. For tire power, your match day favourites for tire safety. Welcome back to AFL Nation, the pregame show for tire power, a local sports preview for sports power. Sale on now, up to forty percent off selected items at sportspower.com.au. In the VFL, there was a draw between Sandringham and and the Brisbane Lions VFL team. So the St Kilda affiliate Sandringham against the Brisbane VFL team played a seventy nine all. Draw uh, just earlier today, I think it was. So Jack Billings had three goals, 24 touches. Zach Jones made his return. Can we just give a pump up to our uh, good friend and colleague, Michael Barlow? Yeah. Doing an incredible job at Werribee. They are on an out-and-out heater uh, winning streak at the moment. And they're not aligned. Um, they, they, they fly solo. The job that he's doing, um, not that my opinion carries any weight whatsoever, but if you're looking at potential senior coaches uh, in the lower leagues, mm. he would have to be putting his name... On yeah. a couple of notice boards to say that this this is a guy that can coach. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a very good call. Yeah, he's he's had a great season this this year. So they had nine and two Werribee, and uh, they are the they're sitting in third, and but that's behind Brisbane and Gold Coast Reserve. So you have got AFL you go. listed players in those top two teams on the VFL ladder. Werribee's next. So well done yeah, to like Michael Barlow. I like that they actually start to. We well, do you, you turned on. You tr- You've, picked, you've put the wrong headset on there, Sellers. <laughs> no, no, not that one either. This one here. <laughs> Who stitched up there, Lawrence? There we go. Three headsets. Goodness me. You got them all wrong. I apologise. <laughs> uh, I think it's great that they come through the bottom ranks and, and, and someone mm. picks them up and, and, and talks about them. Mm. Uh, and, and that's how you get to the to the big time. And, and mm. as an assistant coach and a, and a line coach and all those sorts of things. So there's lots of those guys around the place who who, who do good jobs. Mm. Uh, and, you know, and, 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 and finally, sometimes they get a job. McWalter, he gets a, a coaching job. Yeah. That's in- incredible. That was great. Yeah. I always like a, a coach who, so an up-and-coming coach who clearly has goals to be in the AFL and be in the AFL system, a coach who actually takes control of their own team. So not necessarily, and there's nothing wrong with being an assistant coach and working in the AFL system, but I think there's, I think there's great value in being the head coach of a team. And if that's in the yeah. VFL... That's that's a great start because you're the man. You've taken control of this team, and if you want to one day be a head coach in the AFL, you need to know how to be a head coach at all. And I think Do you like that job. Would you like that job? To what? The head coach. Ooh. I mean, I'm probably not cut out for it, but <laughs> for those who think if, that not many that are. they are, if you think, were, not many good luck are. to you. It's a great <laughs> question if you were, because the, the the flinch reactions go. Of course, I'd be. It's only one of eighteen jobs, and you get well paid, and you get to all this. Then you have a look at. Get a bit what of else is involved? You get a bit of vitriol. Mm. There's about a lot. Everyone's an expert. You know that. There's a lot. We're all here, sitting here, being the experts about what we do. And, and, that's, you need and that's different. Crocodile yeah. skin. You need, that, you need that thick. Yeah. Yeah, but you need to build good relationships. That's the most important thing. Mm. If you're going to be a coach, you've got to build a relationship with your players and work out who can and who can't. 
So is that the number one for you with your oh, with your coaches that you had and, and, and coaches you see? And is yeah. that the number one thing that you need Total. to have at your disposal is relationship building? We have to. Because mm. if you're going to say, I'm going to say to you, you've got to go and do this and you don't want to go and do it, mm. but you've got to do it to keep your job, what are you going to do? I'm, you're going to listen to me and I'm, yeah. I'm going to do your best, try your best. But that that's the key. That is the key. And sometimes coaches bash you and that's not the way to go. Yeah, so much, so much about, so much about coaching in any sport is is relationship. I mean, totally. There's only only a small percentage is strategy and strategizing. It's the players go out you and win you the game. The coach can put the plan in place, but unless the players actually buy into your plan and can believe in you as a person, then it's not going to nothing's going to melt together. So, being a, I've heard athletes and former athletes speak about this all the time about their coaches. It's always to do with the relationship. Strategy is only a small percent. Yeah. But, but, the, but morale and relationship is such a major part. And the next best is culture. Correct. What sort of culture we got? Yeah. How are we going here? You in, you in it or you're not in it? Yeah. And, well, we, and we got rid of plenty of players at our joint. I can tell you who didn't who didn't want to play in that and mm. our culture stuff and our and our and our relationship build. We just see you later. Don't play him. And that's how it works. It's a powerful yeah. method. The, the 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 player player code. Mm. It's interesting. Interesting discussion. We will uh, have a quick recap of Thursday night footy as well and the fallout from that in particular about Jeremy Cameron on the other side of the break coming up. We have Sydney and West Coast in action for you today. Gets underway in just over half an hour from now. The first of two games today with Saturday night football to follow up uh, after with Fremantle and Essendon. Hey, Mickey Barlow's playing at Shep United today, back at home, filling in, helping out. Is he? What a good man. Oh, look at him doing it all. Going back home, everything. Like Michael Barlow. Of Shep United. Yeah. I've got no idea. <laughs> Probably him. <laughs> Probably, well, will be today. <laughs> AFL Nation for Tyre Power, your trusted local. The pregame show for Beaumont Tiles, Beaumont's Artex and RLA Tyler Specials in store now. It's about the rivalry. It's just about um, understanding what they're capable of, of, of doing. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're capable of playing some good footy. A couple of weeks ago, we saw that. Um, they had a, a lot of outs, a lot of late outs. A couple of times, you know, they've been ravaged by injury, um, which has impacted them. And they get some Premiership players back this week. So, I think we just look at that and just, okay, what's in front of us this week is these players that are coming back, their team in general, what they're able to do against Collingwood. Um, and, and put that in the mix and, and, and understand what we're coming up against, but also focusing on what, what you need to do. That's really important. We had a good good uh, good break, yeah. Um, four days off and then we trained for a few days and then we hit the ground running this week. So, yeah, there'll be a few changes. Um, the, the week off doesn't fix everything with the availability, but we, we um, probably get a little bit healthier, but we, we lost a couple last week as well. So, yeah. Good sprint with the senior players and, and young players this week. So we'll see how we go. Welcome back to AFL Nation for Tyre Power. Toyo Tyres, your trusted local. We are in the pregame show for Beaumont Tiles, Beaumont's free Tyler specials. Jordan Canellas here, Sam Hargraves, calling alongside myself this afternoon. The game at the SCG, Sydney and the West Coast Eagles. Mark McClure is our expert with the opening bounce about 35 minutes away. Those were the voices of Adam Simpson and John Longmire ahead of the match today. The first of two games today, double header for you this afternoon in the last of the bye rounds uh, from this evening going into the night match, I should say. So Sydney and West Coast here and then Fremantle and Essendon to finish you off for your Saturday. Um, as we start to have a look ahead towards today's game for broadcast, we will touch back over uh, Thursday night football as well. But... Uh, generally speaking, Sellers, what have we uh, thought of the Sydney Swans this year who are down in the bottom four right now but yeah. also aren't that far away from the top eight either? They're right in that no-man's land in the middle of the, of the bottom ten. Yeah, they're 15th at the moment. Mm. And uh, it's actually interesting what happened in the grand final last year. You know, and they, they played uh, Geelong. And in, in, that, in that period of time, since then, they, they, the game was over really at about the 15-minute mark of the second quarter, yep. if I, I could see. Best thing about that day was Robbie Williams, and I loved what he did. He was fantastic <laughs> in the pink suit. But anyway, but uh, uh, they, they, I don't think they've actually recovered from that, that area. You know what I mean? They're now, uh, they've, they haven't won many games at 15 spot. Uh, that's a big drop from playing grand final six months earlier. 
than that, finished the game six or seven months ago. Uh, they're, they're battling. And they've got some kids, though. See, this is the point. They're now blooding some really young kids. And, they, and when we're talking about, you know, Papa's not one of those, but, you know, a couple of guys at Goulding and those sorts of guys, Gunningham and a few of those fellas around the place. And, and all of a sudden, you, you, you lose your power. You know, the, the, the actual strength of... you Actually, when you're blooding the guys, they're learning what to do and where to go and what to run to and how to... It's not about picking the ball up and kicking it. Anyone can do that. It's about where you handle yourself on the field and how you, how you help somebody else. They're struggling with that, I think, at that moment. And Buddy's not in the, in the, in the side either, who gives you a great vocal point, uh, you know, a point to, to kick to, you know? So, vocal point to kick to. And when you know Buddy's there, you know it's going to come to ground because they're going to punch it away and do all that. So there's, that's their real problem. And they're talking about the contest, which to me is they're going to wind them up big time and rush at, rush at the opposition as hard as they can. Uh, but will they win that? I don't know. I can't tell you they do because they're, 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 I think they're a better team than, than what uh, West Coast are. Well, the numbers on the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the ladder tell you, that one win versus whatever. Five. Five, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it, that tells you they're a better side at this stage. But will, are they today? That's more the point. How deep and for how long can the scars from a, from a grand final loss, especially when you get wiped off the park as the Swans did, how long can that last? Because it has almost been, it's almost been 10 months or so. I'll give you an idea. Forever. You never forget it. Does it is it present with you on the field even the season later? Yes. It, it's, 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 it's brutal. It's a brutal feeling. You go to a grand final, you build, you build up all your chips, you want to get in there and you want to do this, and you get flogged. So, so, so how do you feel? There are so, even so the Hawthorne guys, Jordan, that, will talk, that played in that incredible era that will say that they still have sleepless nights about so 2012, I. 2011. Sellers, you're saying that it, it sticks with you what you lost rather yeah. than those that you won. The ones won. you win, you, you expected to win. The ones you lose, you go, oh, it hurts. And, and you get shit there and you go, could have done that, should have done this, do that, do this. But to me, it, it does hurt. That's the killer. Once you get there, you want to win. The, the, Haw- the Hawks entered the next season, though, and then went on a three-peat. They went on a, a yep. run of three grand, three premierships. Yeah, it wasn't a massive loss. It was a close one. <laughs> Correct, still. But the close one still hurt, maybe even yeah. more than yeah. than a flogging, depending, depending on what side of the coin you, you, you sit. But I just... I don't but know. I don't think it, there's an embarrassment. In a, in oh, a, sellers, would that be right? Well, Sorry it, to jump. Yeah. No, I totally there agree. There wouldn't be an embarrassment to Hawthorne losing 2012 that maybe Sydney would feel, that the Dogs would feel, uh, that Port Adelaide would, would have felt in... They were embarrassed 2007. The they didn't yeah. put up a... a a, a really good fight, and, that, and mm. to me, and they would be embarrassed, and so would Johnny. Johnny Long might yeah. be embarrassed about that, and, and and but they were overpowered by a better team, and and what can you do about that? Geelong were yeah. just awesome, you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, it's half time, it was all over, what game was done. Uh, so to me, you know, you sit there, and, you, and now you got to face it. When they turn up again and face them, they had another go, and then they get beaten again, and then mm. all of a sudden the, the memory comes back, and it's. Uh, it's repetitive, and you sort of say, "Oh, geez, we'll never beat these blokes," but you can. I, I just can't fathom the idea that that half a year later, when you're in the middle of the next mm-hmm. season in round eleven or twelve or thirteen mm-hmm. or whatever, and you've you started to lose three or four games in a row, mm-hmm. that you can still pin the reason for your run of losses the following season back to the grand final of a. Of, I'm not, of I'm not saying year. that. No, the and way not you saying feel that after the grand final about how you performed in that period of time is a big big issue because hang on we couldn't beat Geelong we couldn't get it we couldn't even score we uh, we were embarrassed by the, how they beat us I know you've got to try and get past that and we all understand that but every now and then it sneaks back in you ever hit a bad shot yeah, at yeah, golf okay. you ever know it just sneaks back in sometimes have I? you know of course <laughs> I have but anyway but those sorts of things happen how long we got yeah um, they won, is in our, yeah. in our blood. They, they won three yeah. out of their first five this year. So yeah, your point's an interesting one. Then they came up against Geelong. And they got, and then they got the touch-up again. They've had yeah. two wins since. That's it. So it might yeah, not be, it true, might not be something that's discussed, Sellers, is yeah. it? But it might just be something that gnaws away subconsciously in the dark recesses of the mind. Yeah, I, I'll never forget the six grand final where we got flogged. And by Hawthorne and I went, mm. and I'll never forget it. But, uh, but that's up to me. They're actually still playing and, and still going, and so they've yeah. still got chances to, to redeem themselves if they want to. Uh, and the redemption's big in this game. Let's not forget, people, and injuries aren't always an excuse, but I reckon when it's your spine, yeah. when oh, your two yeah. leading key defenders, the McCartans, are Gone. out yeah. for, for, for such a long period of time. So that makes more logical sense in my mind. There's reason there. 
You've got your two, your centre half back and your full back. You've got your full forwarders out. You've had your other young forwards, <coughs> pardon me, uh, in McDonald and Amadi who have been in and out. They're meant to be the next ones to, to be up there in, in that forward line. Plus, you've had a few midfielders out as well. Callum Mills hasn't played every game this season. I mean, that's to me, I go, okay, there's key players there, players who are there to win you football matches mm-hmm. who are not in the team. That's like, okay, that's a reason I can put. Like, I could, that, but, that marries up logically in my head. But you're a pragmatist. You know, there's some... You're, and, and that's a very, very good Some other people have. have feelings, you know? Sellers and I are emotional, <laughs> emotive, hard on our sleeve type operators. He's got no feel, he's got no idea. Jesus. <laughs> so everything everything you say makes, you know, a whole makes lot sense. of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these are the... Uh, sellers... It's the emotional are, side. Are these the intangible things it is. that... Totally it is. We're, on, we're human. Yeah. Everyone's human. And, uh, you know... It, you know, it's sort of it's weird, but they they didn't handle that well, by the sound of it to me. And then you know they're struggling a bit now, and now they've got injuries around the place, and now they got they're putting lots of young kids in, and they're they're hoping like hell. Rampy's still there, and the Blakey's still there, and Lloyd, and those sorts of guys. They get Mills back today. Yeah, Heaney yeah, comes back today, yeah. and that gives you a bit of a lift. I yeah. tell you, it gives you a chance to beat uh, against West Coast. I can assure you of that. But if without them. It'd be a real battle. Read out all year, but he was so important for them last year. Yeah, he was. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, he had a mm. had a standout season, really, from from him. What do you mm. make of the West Coast? Oh, just it's a whole lot that's gone wrong all at once, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it is. Um, I wouldn't presume to know what they do or don't do in their preseason, so I, not my place to speak to their preparation. But they've had an injury list as long as the arm. It's yeah, only twenty eighteen. Two weeks ago, it's only twenty eighteen that they were winning a premiership. Yeah, I know. And then it's fallen away pretty steeply a couple so, of years of finals. And, and losing finals, they should have won at home. I remember the Collingwood final that they yeah, lost, yeah. which was a shock to everybody. And it's happened very quickly, and yeah. it sort of happened without notice. Um, and it's their lowest ebb, and then how do you find your way and out? And they're bruised too. Yeah. They are, yep. absolutely. And it's their key players. And then, and as mm. I said to, when we were chatting, uh, Jared Schofield, you, you're mm. getting prime movers back, but Elliot Yo has to go and play on Tex Walker so, because Rhett Bazo is a yeah, young defender correct. who's having to play against a dominant Taylor Walker Absolutely. because you've got no McGovern because he's still injured with that hamstring and, and Barras was out as well. Yeah. And, and, and and you know what? Tex takes advantage, kicks 10. Oh, yeah. Absolutely ever? chewed him up, you know what I mean? That's what happens. Yeah. And that hurts too. Yeah. That kid, you, so, you've got to pick that kid back up again, you, you know? You, you guys spoke about this earlier, but on, on crunch time, but if the opportunity presents where they can get three top-end picks in for maybe trading out the number one pick, mm-hmm. would it be would they be derelict in their duty not to maybe doing that? Because you, you've got to now try to get yourself up as quick as you can in the best way you can. And, and whilst Harley Reid is supposed to be a mm-hmm. generational talent, like could mm-hmm. be anything as a player, yeah. they, they need top-end picks and they need them. Uh, they need a lot okay. of them. Have a look at their side. Tell me who's their top end, darling. Oscar Allen. Yep. Shuey. Um, uh, Tim when he's Clark. Out there. Tim Clark. When he's out there. Tim Clark. Uh, I suppose Brass. Um, but Tim Kelly. Yeah. Tim Kelly. Yeah, yep. Kelly. But where, where's the rest? Dom Sheed's there and he's he's still okay. Uh, so to me... Brass is A-grade. That's what I'm saying. Brass is there mm. too. So if you gave one of those away, you'd pick up a couple. Pick a first and a second up. Right? Mm. But if you gave away Oscar Allen or a darling... Mm. But you can't give away Oscar Allen because he is part of the future. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All Oscar, depends Oscar on Allen's what you taken. think. Well, no, he's 24 that, years of age, 72 games. That. Yeah, I know yeah. that. Yeah, he's probably part of the future. Yeah, yeah no, he is. But no, Darling's not. WA lad as well. Darling? But I, no, I understand what you're well, saying, Well, Darling Sam might is, have currency. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he have some currency, all right. Mm. But you're suggesting, Sam, that you give away pick one and oh, then oh, and split, split that into two. Yeah, well, that, that's even they... three if you can. But if, if, if you get – if Adelaide were willing to give up three first-rounders for Jason Horn francis then – and and he was considered – you know, him and Nick Dacos were the two standouts of that draft. Absolutely. Well, there's, there's, there's Harley Reid and there's no other question. Mm. So there's no question mm. that he's the number one pick. There's no, Like, for whatever expert's telling us about this crop, he is it. Yeah. And then it's not daylight, but he is it. He is generational. So do you want the player or do you need to try and capitalise on the asset? And the asset is the number one pick. So you're at your lowest yeah, ebb. Yeah, but you've got to be gutsy too. You can't Well, that be, would be gutsy, yeah, wouldn't it? Real because there's WA talent in this draft too, which is yeah. why they traded out some of the picks that they did in this year's draft because they know that they've got WA talent coming more of it this year than there was last year. Well, that's good. So that, that, That's probably a pretty good plan. But who's going to well, go, though? I wonder but who's going? 
That's I, the point. That's what I want to say. You I want to dump Darling? You don't no. have to get rid of a player, though. You just well, yeah, if you, can't, if you don't want to dump anybody, you can't get a deal done. But you can get a deal <laughs> no, no, done you, with you the tra- number one pick. Because <laughs> they'll have the number one draft pick. <laughs> oh, so you, will they? Okay. Yeah, so you trade away the number one draft okay, pick. Okay, and you get more, you get two back. That's something. what they did. Unless last, something drastic happens. That's what they did last last season. They did that. They got rid of pick two, yep. and they brought in whatever picks they got for Jinby and, and Elijah Hewitt, who were both yeah. first-rounders. And Jinby looks... And there's, and there's he, nothing wrong with it at all. This might be a bit outlandish. Does he move like Bontempelli for you? I just think he's got some class about him. Yeah. He's smooth. And, then, and there's a lot more in that kid than you see now. Yeah, he's got a, a lot of growth. A yeah. bit yeah. of grunt as well. Oh, sure. Good, good size for a young boy. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, I think he's a star. He's going to be a star. But you've got, yeah. to, you've got to treat him wrong and trade him right, you know? Mm. Play him in the right spots. And hurt. I mean, Horn Francis, to me, is unbelievably powerful unit. Incredibly yeah. powerful yeah. unit. Oh. And clean. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And he's a kid. Yeah. Our mate, your partner, is the TAC. Police reply quickly to texting drivers. AFL Nation getting closer to the opening bounce. We'll come back and continue to uh, preview the game after this. Well, welcome back to AFL Nation for Tyre Power. Toyo Tyres, a match winner at 25% off. Jordan Canella, Sam Hargraves and Mark McClure ahead of Sydney and West Coast. The pre-game show for Beaumont Tiles, Beaumont's free tiler specials. Before we get into the rest of our match preview, let's get an odds update with, with thanks to Sportsbet. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. As one-sided as she gets in head-to-head markets, the Swannies and the West Coast Eagles. Sydney, $1.04. West Coast, $11.75. The line here does look very achievable for the Swans. A 49.5-point head start for West Coast. I think Sydney will beat them by more than that. The total points, 169.5. The Eagles, I tell you what, they get on a plane every second week, and every second week for the past 15 weeks that they've been beaten. They have lost 15 games in a row on the road, and it is very hard, almost impossible to imagine that changing here. Let's have a look at a sports bet, same game multi. Jake Lloyd out of the defensive 50, 25 plus. Errol Goulden, his game has just skyrocketed this season, 25 plus. Tommy Papley will get on the end of a couple, two or more goals. And Will Haywood, he's looked dangerous, hasn't necessarily hit the scoreboard. I think he will today, two plus goals. $8 for your sports bet, same game multi, as the Swannies and the Eagles do battle. Make it look easy with sports bet. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. AFL Nation at the SCG. You might have heard a bit of music happening in the background before. That was traditional Chinese music because uh, ahead of the game today, they've had the uh, dragon dance performance to take place on the, uh, the oval of the SCG to celebrate the Chinese community and their contribution to the game. The Jinwu Kun Dragons... Uh, looping in and out of the uh, of the fans walking along the driver avenue, and uh, here this match is also uh, being called in in uh, Mandarin. One of the uh, the uh, commentary boxes right next to us, as a matter of fact, boys, with the uh, the Mandarin commentators. So there you go, ahead of uh, Sydney and uh, and the West Coast Eagles. I wanted to touch on um, on Thursday night very briefly with the uh, the result with the Cats and uh, the D's. And the fallout of the match as well after the Swan, uh, after the um, the Cats had the win. But Jeremy Cameron, we here today. Uh, Sam Edmonds going with the, the report on crunch time. That uh, so he had the concussion with the incident with Gary Rowan, but concerns now over his shoulder, which could be a, a massive blow if it is to be serious for the Cats this season. Oh, he's a great, massive part of their side. I mean, he's such a smooth mover and a. And a, and a goal kicker, mm. and, and six foot six, you know, as a half forward, like you, you, you runs got like the wind, very much so. And he's a powerful player, great guy, uh, and, and he's a he's a big asset to them. They don't want to lose him, uh, but they're gonna, and he's going to be out for a couple of weeks, I think. Uh, Gary Rowan, I, his, his peripheral vision is zero. I mean, it was right there in front of him, knocked him, in, hit him on the chin, knocked him out. Plus, he fell over on his shoulder and hurt that, and he's done now for how long? Two or three weeks? Well, we don't know. The, We're scan, not the scans will come through soon, hopefully. It's a but pretty, pretty costly position, didn't he, yeah. Rowan? Yeah. And was distraught clearly after I, it. I understand that. Um, the, the response from him, though, was... He's had his well. knockers over the years, yeah, but to be visibly distraught, you could see it on the TV, and then yeah. to have the gun... It was probably the difference. Well, call them in the end. Yeah. Not too many people have knocked out one of their mates. Yeah. Um, not and with that with an accident. Yeah. Basically. So so you should be destroyed. It was terrible because uh, he is a match for them. He's a star. Yeah. 
Absolute star, Jeremy, and and, have, and been for a long time. Have you? Are you? I know Melbourne have won two out of their last three, so yeah. they have that loss. And I know that when you look at all the stats across the course of the year, they're yeah. top four for scoring and goal accuracy and all that kind of stuff. But the last three weeks, their accuracy's been at around 35%. Yeah. They haven't managed any more than eight goals a game. Just to give you an indication how bad that is, this team, West Coast, average eight goals a game, yeah. and they're the worst scoring team in the comp. Is there any concerns with Melbourne or just a down little period? I think they've been pretty good. I think they've been pretty good. I mean, but you know what? Sometimes it's hard to play at Geelong. There's a different breeze comes through. Comes, you know, they're right in the middle of it all. There's, a, there's, a, there's no crowd. They give you how much? I tell you how much they give you. Two hundred seats, I reckon, to the people who, who aren't Melbourne, who aren't Geelong. Mm. Every time I've gone there, there's a little pocket there, and they put you in this pocket. And, <laughs> and you look at them, and you go, "Hello, look at this. This is good." Give them a hundred seats, you know, and that's all you got. So, but it's it's a difficult ground to play because it's windy. Uh, you get rain. You get the whole lot come through. It was a bit squally last night, mm. uh, and so we'll just see what happens. But gee whiz, Melbourne is still pretty good, right up there amongst them. We'll take our final break ahead of the opening bounce, which is about 10 or so minutes away from the SCG. The Adelaide Oval, don't forget, arguably one of the more beautiful stadiums, in not just in Australia, but in the world. And one thing they have, which is uh, their beautiful hotel of theirs, the, uh, the Oval Hotel, uh, seamlessly integrated into the stadium. If you're looking to make the most of a game day, nothing really gets past spending the night at the stadium, if you ask me. Oval Hotel's VIP footy experience package, a must-do for footy fans this season. Go to ovalhotel.com. Dot .au. How good is that? Excellent. What a package that would be. You do that for sure. Yeah. Sounds like a great uh, great night, great day with whatever sporting event you would attend at the Adelaide Oval. Ovalhotel.com.au. AFL Nation, our major partner is the TAC. Police reply quickly, detecting drivers. TAC, opening bounce up next on AFL Nation.